0: You ready, Jonah? Uh, yeah. Are you ready?
1: Sure. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Tell me honestly.
1: I do have a question. You Why ready? was it you, in your text when you were coming up with topics, you were, it said it had to be movies. Why did it have to be movies?
0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Friends Who Like Stuff podcast, where we talk to friends about the stuff we like.
2: I'm John. Greetings and salutations, all. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Friends Who Like Stuff, where a group of friends who like all sorts of stuff talk about it. I'm James. I'm John. And each week we'll
0: discuss (laughs) a new topic or theme and we'll share our thoughts, experiences, and insights. We are still on Hot Movie Summer, and this week's topic is remakes and reboots.
2: And I'm kind of surprised that you just moved on. You from, just got to continue with it from James. my remake of I your opening am a
0: profe- <laughs> I am
2: a professional you're a professional something We have been on
0: vacation for the last two weeks. James, what have you been doing?
2: so uh two weeks ago, uh, we went to New Orleans, had a great time. It was hot and it was humid, but it was still awesome and uh missed uh, missed recording with you
0: what was your What was your favorite thing about New Orleans? What'd you do,
2: dude? So the food—the food is incredible. Uh, of course, it's—they say it's the tastiest city in a, in America, and uh-huh. uh, it, it was—it was, it was, it was incredible. The World War II Museum, amazing, super fantastic. Uh, really? Yeah, it's—it's it's one of the best museums I think out there. Uh, and apparently it is the number two most visited museum in the United States. And I can see wow. why it it really, really is well put together, incredible and huge. We spent, I think, four or five hours there and there there are like four or five wings or buildings. We spent a whole lot of time in one, got to another one. And then realized what time it was and had to start rushing through, and then didn't get any of the, the rest because it was that massive. Mm-hmm. And what we did see was incredible. Uh, some good music. It was it was a good time. We started off it started off weird. So, <laughs> um, I, I, I sent you I sent you a text uh, the screenshot of of my uh-huh. conversation with Amy. So on the way there, we're, we're sitting in the airport about to to board. And we we both like to make sure that we get everything out of our system as close to boarding time as possible so we don't have to do it on the plane. And normally that just means me going in, standing in a urinal for a hot minute and then leaving. But this time I really had to to do the other thing, right? I had to go Mm -hmm. and I went in, went straight to my stall. And while I was there, I was on TikTok, but I heard a voice through, the, through my headphones that just sounded kind of like a maybe a little boy. And then I was like, wait, that's not a boy. And I was in the women's room and, and I was mortified. And it was right after uh, another flight had just let out. I mean, this is a small airport, right? But uh, mm-hmm. a flight had just let out and, and deboarded right in front of this bathroom. And so for about 10 or 15 minutes, they just kept coming and coming and I couldn't leave. And I'm just sitting there shaking and I'm texting my wife. I was like, I made a boo boo and, and, <laughs> and I need you to come and, and, uh, you know, watch point for me or something so I can escape here at some point. And so we were texting back and forth and she's like, Oh, these people need to leave, whatever. And then finally she was like, okay, go, and so I went, and my hands were shaking so bad, dude. Like I was like, I am about, oh to, I am gosh. about to be put on a list. Did you <laughs> did you stop
0: to wash your hands in the bathroom, or did you just get out?
2: No, I I just got out. <laughs> we, I was done. We went. Uh, Amy asked the the flight attendant. She was like, Hey, can I? I, uh, I got something sticky on my hands. Do you happen to have any uh, moist towelettes or uh, uh, a hand, hand sanitizer or anything, whatever? And she's like, yeah. And so the, the flight attendant gave her some stuff and he was like, here you go. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Thankfully, I was wearing uh, unisex shoes. I was wearing just Crocs, black Crocs uh-huh. with light blue ankle socks so if, if you're gonna looked under it wouldn't necessarily mean like hey there's a dude in here but man <laughs> i was i was mortified and freaked out and shaking so bad i i texted oh you all gosh. about it and, then, uh, and and my brother and he's like that's something that happens in sitcoms like yeah <laughs> never again that oh that gosh. the entire day i could not stop thinking about it and i was like uh, got to the n- next airport for our layover and like, they're going to call my name at some point because somebody <laughs> saw me coming out of a woman's room.
0: <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. Uh, it's funny now. Yeah. I hope so. Cause if not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, but man. you, you did something incredibly exciting.
0: I did something uh, incredibly exciting in a galaxy far, far away I took a cruise, a three-day or two and a half-day cruise on the Galactic Star Cruiser Halcyon, which uh, is a a role-playing resort at Disney that is 100 Star Wars. And so you like get dropped off. They greet you at the door, and as soon as you walk in the doors, you are transported to the Star Wars universe. And so you're you're on whatever planet you start on it, they just ask you and you go through this little like, like cement and like very star Wars basey like hallway. Okay. Where you then go into a room where they introduce you to what the Halcyon is and give you just a real quick intro and orientation. You board a transport shuttle, which is a, is a real nice, like a big elevator. And then, you know, you're looking through the the windows and blast off into space, hit light speed for a second, and then you stop and you see the Halcyon come up and you go and dock with the Halcyon. And you're feeling all of this as you're going Nice. So basically crazy.
2: just like LED screens around you or something?
0: Yeah, something like that. And so you um, make your way onto the Halcyon and now you are on the Star Cruiser and They introduce you to the slew of characters that are there helping drive stories. And you get to make choices and decisions and choose your own path, basically. So you're role-playing a Star Wars character. Everything is full immersion. Most people, like I did, had kind of like a background planet they were from and a job title and kind of knew, you know... Who I wanted to try to be friends with. You could, you know, you could go the the resistance route, the secret resistance. You could go more of like a smuggler or like kind of looking out for yourself kind of thing. You could even go first order and just go straight bad guys.
2: Okay, so this this takes place during the the episodes seven uh seven
0: through nine. I'm gonna ruin it for some people if you are going, but the ending Includes Rey and Kylo Ren, and so it's probably between eight and nine, based on what we we kind of came up with. Okay, because th- they already addressed Kylo as the supreme leader. Okay, and so I'm assuming it was between eight and nine. Makes sense when he had assumed that mantle. So yeah, but they like they they're you know there's a concert there. All the food is from the different planets. You take a day excursion to Batu, which is the Black Spire outpost of mm-hmm. Disney, mm-hmm. and you get to go do the rides there and you get to, you know, scan things and make alliances, uh, improve your alliances and take missions and stuff. And so it really is really awesome. Okay.
2: For so like Galaxy's yeah. Edge.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's cool. And and not only that, but being part of the park, you got this little badge and you you had your magic band and the magic band lets you f- uh, lightning pass all the way on, on all the rides in the, that part of the park. You couldn't go to any other any other park at Disney, but right at Galaxy's Edge, you could go straight up to the front of the line. Dude, that's... And it was awesome. So I waited awesome. less than 15 minutes for, for Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance. Incredible. I know it. It was amazing. And then your little badge, they said you'll get like interacted with more by the characters and so that was pretty neat we were like scanning some things for a mission that we were doing me and my cousin Blake and Kylo Ren like came up to us and with his stormtroopers and there's like a big group behind him like following him to see what he's doing and he just tried to get us into the first order
2: well he told <laughs> us
0: we were we were now first order
2: and you said
0: I think I said uh <laughs> And then he went off and he force choked somebody at the little stage thing. Okay. But it was cool. You could like, with your data pad, you can like hack different parts, uh, like different doors and different uh, spaceships. And they like make noises or like blink or like you can do all this stuff and it's crazy. And I think you can do that anyway. It was just really cool going there and actually having some missions where I had to do things like right, that. Right, where it immersive. And it, the park would interact with me.
2: That is pretty sweet. Did you go around yeah. saying live long and prosper?
0: No, I didn't.
2: Oh. You got all decked out though for it, right?
0: Oh yeah. I had a, I had a Kyle Kestis vest and then I had just like a, a poncho with a hood. And that's what I ended up wearing a lot of the time. And then I had kind of like a side satchel. I didn't want to go a holster, I went with something that was actually going to be useful after this. So it was like a side satchel thing, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was a lot of fun.
2: All right. Speaking of remakes and reboots, (laughs) boy, do people have feelings about them. Love them or hate them. (laughs) They are here to stay. And we're excited this week because our third host bringing his own perspectives and adding to the conversation for the first time is our dear friend who also likes stuff.
1: Jonah. Hey, Hey, Jonah. Jonah,
0: Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We're so glad that we could have you on. Hey, real quick, Jonah, to put you on the spot, what is your first memory with each of us?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, So these memories that I have with each of you I think happened outside of this friend group. And so it's nice to have that, I guess, more personal memories of you guys. So I'll start with John. John I've known since college. I was going to school at Texas Tech in Lubbock. And uh, I met John at church. I think my brother knew you before I did and introduced <laughs> us. And I got a text one day saying, hey, do you want to play on our, our basketball team? So John was coaching an in <laughs> real basketball team, and so I joined that. And <laughs> it's because you're blast. tall, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I
0: knew he was athletic. I'm pretty sure we had played soccer at some point before that too, maybe.
1: Probably, yeah. Or
0: maybe, Maybe it was after, I don't know
1: because I played did you play on your sister's team?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, I played I played with you guys then too. But yeah, you asked me to play basketball with you and I of course said yes. I love playing basketball and yeah, we had a blast. We had a, a great team, some a couple really talented players that carried we did. us. And then you were
0: one of those players. You contributed <clears throat> pretty significantly to the team. I'm not going to say you were like the first or second scoring person on there because those those are, or the are third. taken, but <laughs> but after the first two, it was, I'm not going to say it was a drop-off because that sounds like it's mean, but that doesn't feel too bad after Jordan and Joey. Yeah. We had Jordan, he Joey, Jimmy, yeah. John, Jonah. Oh my gosh. We could make up J's for other everybody else, but it was, even this friend group still has a lot of J's. I just realized that.
2: Anyway. You just realized right, that? Sorry, we've already sorry, we've sorry, talked enough. about that on this show before.
0: I know it, but like now we've added Jonah and we've added another J. <laughs>
1: That's true. All
0: right. Keep going, Jonas. I'm sorry to interrupt.
1: No, you're good. But yeah, that, uh, we had a blast that season and it ended kind of abruptly. Which oh, I, I feel so. So, and I think this, I think it enhances that memory that I have of you, because I think if we had continued on and, and just lost and the season ended that way, it wouldn't be as memorable. But I, <laughs> I feel I can empathize with you and I feel your pain and I feel connected to you in that.
0: Why don't you tell everybody what happened?
1: (laughs) It was just a missing communication with the game time, and we ended up forfeiting.
0: Yeah, we we made it to the finals. We were in the final game. Like, this was for the championship intramural men's league game for that season, and I got the time wrong. I I heard somebody else say a a game time, and so I just, like, internalized it and was like, okay, that's it, and that was not it, and so we we didn't even show up for the final game. And so we lost on a technicality and I felt, I felt so, 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 so bad because we, there were the, the game before that we were down like six points and our leading scorer had just fouled out or gotten kicked out of the game. And so we didn't have him and we rallied and came back and we won it on a last second behind the back, toss up towards the basket like our, just like not even facing the basket, tossed backwards into the goal. We score, we win by like one point, I think, and to make it to the finals. And then the next game, just didn't even show up. It feels so bad,
1: so it was so a great bad. Season, though. And that yeah, behind the back shot fine. was from like outside the free throw line. So yeah. it was, I mean, yeah, by our nearly
0: well. seven foot post. <laughs> oh,
1: and I'll go my in my memory with James. It's not so much of a a single memory, but thinking back. So when I was in college, I worked at the church. I was part of the custodial staff and I wasn't the best employee. I I think I did what I was supposed to, but I also goofed around a lot. And one of the things that I enjoyed doing was visiting other members of the church staff in their office. And James' door was always open when he was there. And I walked in and we talked for, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes or something, just about random stuff. And I think now that I have a job and responsibilities and deadlines, I appreciate that even more because I can't imagine someone walking into my office and just talking to me. I might <laughs> come across as a little standoffish or kind of fidgety, <laughs> like just trying to get back to my work. And so, yeah, I just really appreciate all of the, really appreciate the open door policy you had, James, with letting me come in. And I know some of the other guys like Steven, I, I'd go bug them a lot too. And
2: yeah, yeah. I, but I was about it. to say, that that was my first memory of you too, was seeing you push in that vacuum
1: no, like you. a champ. <laughs> I also, I, oh. I don't know if I have very many friends in my immediate friend group that have strong musical backgrounds, and I, I, don't, I don't play any music or do anything now, but I did a lot in high school and college, so that was always fun to,
0: tuba, to kind right?
1: of pick your out too. Yeah, tuba.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
1: All great. right. So and then for, and then we, for, we we played disc golf. That's right. We did play disc yeah. golf. Yes, I remember playing disc golf with you. With the I, first, I, one of the first I played with the friends who like stuff, peeps. Yeah, and the hobos. when I, the I with you, the hobos. Yep. Yeah, the
0: hobos. So for those listeners who haven't heard that question, if you go back to our first go around with everybody, we asked everybody what their first memory of us was, and so we could kind of. Show our bond of the friends who like stuff because that's what we are we're we're a group of friends we like stuff and we like well that's all we do is we just like stuff
1: <laughs> we like we stuff and we like, like liking other, stuff
0: but it, yes, and we talk about liking stuff and we're friends but we don't uh, like each other yeah just okay. stuff yeah. yeah 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 friends is a strong is kind of a yeah we had to put something there it couldn't just be people who like stuff so Jonah. I have one more question for you before we get into remakes and reboots. If you were stranded on a desert island and you had to bring along one movie that you could watch, and that's the movie that, as far as you knew, you could, the only thing that you would watch for the rest of your life, what movie would it be?
1: I hate these questions. (laughs) I don't really have a favorite anything because I don't want to be missing out on something that I haven't experienced yet.
0: Hear, hear. I notice I, I, yeah, notice I didn't say favorite. I didn't say it had to no. be your favorite. It just I, has to be what you watch for. Right,
1: and I don't know if I would even pick my favorite movie for the scenario.
2: Wait, I thought you didn't have a favorite movie because you don't pick favorites.
1: Well, well, that makes it easy then because I'm not going to pick my favorite <laughs> movie. What is your favorite? <laughs> movie? But I, I, I'm trying to think of a versatile movie. I think I'd have to go with something like The Princess Bride. I like it. I just think it has. A lot in it: action, suspense, romance, comedy, and I think that if by the time I watched it enough to where I could quote every line, I would just have even more fun doing that. And
0: mm-hmm. w- what an answer! I love it. Just I, coming in here and just stealing the show,
2: right? So I watched The Princess Bride so much that when when the DVD came out, I changed it over to a German dub and just watched it for uh, German. Really? Yeah. Enjoyed it that way. I don't speak German, but I was trying <laughs> to pick some up because I know what they were saying. <laughs> and also I may have already said this on the show before, but for, for Christmas this year, I always have a hard time when somebody asks me, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't really care. Surprise me. I'm not a gift person. And so to be nice to my mother in law because I didn't I didn't want to say that again. It's like I don't know, just figure it out yourself. I just said Princess Bride on Blu Ray. So for Christmas I got the Princess Bride on Blu Ray. Nice. Did it come with the digital code too? I don't. I don't actually remember. Maybe. Because if it did, that's the gift that keeps on giving.
1: I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving anyway. that that probably needs to be cut out, right?
0: Yeah. Well, most of my stuff gets cut out. Actually, most of my get stuff gets snipped and put at the beginning or the end of the show. <laughs> to that that's true. <laughs> that's how things go. All right, let's roll it along.
2: Okay, so as we said this week, we're discussing remakes and reboots. Do you know the difference between the two, John?
0: Yeah. Listen. So a remake is like I'm going to use an analogy. You ready? This analogy is using a classic car, though. a 1968 Ford Mustang 289 hatchback, right? A remake is whenever you take that car and you swap out pieces, right? But it's still the original car. It's just, it's just done different. It's just like remade, right? A reboot is whenever you take that car and then you build up from the ground up another of that car.
2: Yeah, no, that analogy doesn't work.
0: I tried so hard to come up with an analogy for this, to tell the difference, but explain the difference between these two things. I'm, and it is... It
2: right. so, I'm, I'm, can you... do you? Got, I'm sorry, you mean, but you didn't... So a remake is your second answer, what you were calling a reboot. Building it, again, from the ground up, but making it the same-ish. Like, rebuilding the parts, but making it look the same, making it act the same but still be newer and different. A reboot doesn't necessarily mean that you are completely changing the franchise, but you're adding on to the franchise and and keeping some of the, some of the continuity. Uh, yeah, probably like whenever, whenever he changes actors or the recent Ghostbusters movie that came out. So the, the female Ghostbusters would be considered a remake while the Jason Reitman film would be a reboot because it continues where Ghostbusters 2 left off and just started the franchise over again. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Well, you can throw my analogy out the window. I tried really, really hard to come up with something.
2: And I am so proud of you. That's
0: the best I could do. That's the best I could do.
2: It was pretty bad.
0: Hey, you know what? See if we invite you back. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, remakes are a, a bit of a controversial topic. So, this conversation should be fun. Who is who is getting us started?
0: I think that's me. So, each of us brought a question. My question, as far as reboots and remakes, are, is is thus. What is a remake that is worse than the original? Like, Like, bad enough to where you kind of have to forget that the new one exists to still enjoy the old one. Right. You got to get that taste out of your
2: mouth before you can watch it again. Right. Jonah, why don't you uh, kick it off?
1: Okay, I'll start. And as I mentioned before, two kids and we love Disney. So I think that's going to influence a few of my answers. And I had a couple of different answers for this one, but I'm going to go with The Jungle Book. Okay. I did not like the live action remake of that movie. Mm-hmm
2: what now um, now which one the john favreau one or the uh golem one what's it andy circus they came out within a couple of years of
1: each other really i don't um, even remember the yeah there were. Yeah. so i'm specifically talking about the john favreau one okay i thought the andy circus one was okay it was i just had high hopes for the john favreau one i think we went and saw it at the drive-in and it was the, it was the second movie that was kind of tacked on to the movie that we wanted to see but i was still pumped for it was kind of the beginning of live action Disney music, movies and I was just really disappointed. I don't get bored a lot of times during movies and this one, I was ready to go halfway through the movie, constantly looking at, at the time to see what time it was, when we were going to oh, leave. And I, I don't know why, I, I just didn't, I didn't like it.
2: Man, so funny story, I almost considered this as an answer for a different question coming up because I really okay. did enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it. I thought it was really fun, really good. Even, oh, uh, what's his name as King Louie? Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. And that weird singing thing that he did for Be Like You, I enjoyed that too. I, I, I thought it was a fun movie, but I get why there are a lot and of I think people that do That's, don't that's like
1: also, it. that's one of the reasons why I didn't like it was I really enjoy... That original soundtrack, and mm-hmm. specifically that King Louie song, "I Want to Be Like You."
0: Yeah, Louis uh, Louis Armstrong. Oh, I don't remember her name. Louis Armstrong. Yeah, Leia
1: and I jammed. No, I it's
0: not. It's not Louis Armstrong.
2: Prima.
1: Leia and I out to that song in the car. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, I was sad that it wasn't in there.
2: I'm sorry yeah. for you, Jonah. All right, you done?
1: I had another one, and I think that it's. I think it's hard to to remake movies that have so much nostalgia. And the Karate Kid was one of those. <laughs> they remade it with Jaden Smith. And it was, yeah, eh, that's all. Awesome. No,
2: I, I hear oh, yeah. you. Now, I like Jackie Chan a lot, but I'm, I'm with you.
1: What about you, James?
2: So, for, for some reason, horror as a genre seems to get an outsized share of really bad remake movies. So, so it'd be really easy to pull from there, especially me being a horror fan. But am I going to take the easy road? You bet I am. It's no secret (laughs) on this show that I absolutely love A Nightmare on Elm Street. It is my second favorite movie ever. Freddy Krueger is one of my favorite characters ever. And so when it was announced that they were going to remake it, I was actually kind of excited, even though I knew that the chances of it being any good were were really pretty low. I have kind of a low threshold and, and can enjoy mediocre movies whenever I set my expectations low. Right. Especially for properties that I love, even knowing that it, it would not be Robert England behind the makeup that didn't bother me that much because I was and still am a fan of Jackie Earl Haley, but dang, I was not prepared for how bad that movie would be and how much I would hate it. It was so bad that I didn't leave the theater mad or even disgusted. I was sad. It was like I was grieving for the movie. (laughs) And none of the characters were likable. There was zero humor. There was some stupid idea of micro-napping that they threw in, which kudos for them for trying something new, but it it failed. And turning Freddy into a sexual abuser of children was the worst. Now, in, in, in their defense, Wes Craven originally did write him as a pedophile, but he was smart enough to not stick with it when filming the original movie. Just awful. Hate it. Wish it didn't exist.
0: I'm sorry, James.
2: It'll be okay. (laughs) I promise. It's fun. I I never bought it, even though I love the franchise. It has no place in my home.
1: So if they remade that movie again, would you go see it? Or would you be wary?
2: It depends on who was making it and how much I knew about them. I do want a good remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. But I would go in very cautiously. So
0: for mine, I kept coming back to Footloose, but Footloose still had a couple shining sp- spots in that. Not necessarily the main character. Oh, what's his name? The kid from Maverick. He was, he was Go- little baby goose. Baby
2: goose. Yeah, uh, Milo Miles Miles Teller.
0: Yeah, Miles Teller, like Miles Teller's character. Great, right? The dancing's still there, it it doesn't have the same heart, but it's so I can't say that. So I'm gonna go, instead of a remake, I'm gonna go with a reboot. And this is The Mummy with Tom Cruise. And it was a like sometimes movies flop, but they can come back as like cult classics. This one never will. This one, people watched it and forgot about it. And it's not even a good bad right? It's not even so bad that you can laugh at it. It is just bad, bad, bad. I don't really even want to describe it because in my head, I just want to forget everything about it. So that's my answer. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Go watch the Brendan Fraser one. Great cinema. You can watch all of them and they're, they're fine, but the new one, just forget about it. It killed the monsterverse before it even started.
2: Heard. Alright, so my question is next, and it's also pretty simple. just What is a remake that you think is better than the original? But it's not necessarily a widely held belief.
0: Jonah, I'm going to let you go first on this one if you're ready.
1: Okay. For this one, I also chose two because I I wasn't sure if this remake isn't widely regarded as better than the original. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I picked... Playing of the Apes. Yeah. I don't remember. I was, I guess a young teen when the, the the new one with James Franco came out and I loved it. It might've been one of the first PG 13 movies I saw in the theater. I'm with my dad and my brother and I didn't have, know what to expect. I had seen the original one, but didn't know what I was walking into with this one. And and I thought it was awesome. But then the second one I picked was Beauty and the Beast. I really enjoyed (laughs) the live action version and I thought it was better than the original. I thought um, the new songs that they added fit really well. I liked the the humanity that was brought to, to the beast through a live action media, and yeah, I just thought it was great. And again, I, I, that's another one that I'm not sure how it's regarded in general, but I thought it was better than the, the original.
2: I think both of your answers are good answers because the mm. originals are both more highly regarded than the remakes.
0: Yeah. I I tried to do the same thing. I actually went back and looked at different like tomato meters and like rotten tomato ratings and stuff like that and to make sure that what I thought was a better remake was actually widely considered to be worse. And one that I love that fits into the action sci-fi realm where you can just turn off your brain and watch it and it is fun. It, there's a lot of action and it actually was, was kind of panned for having excessive action scenes but that's Total Recall. I really liked <laughs> the Colin Farrell version and I thought it was fun. I liked the little bits of story that were changed even though it like essentially it's the same movie. They That was another thing that was kind of beat up on it was originality
2: but I liked it. I, I can understand that. I might feel the same way about it had I not grown up with the original. Right. Because I, I love the original and there is a nostalgia there that keeps the remake from being better than the original in my mind. Mm-hmm. So often, you know, like the best remakes are the ones that most people don't even realize they're remakes they don't take some huge property whose movies are still relevant in the zeitgeist. These are movies like Ocean's Eleven, Born Identity, The Fly, Casino Royale, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But this wasn't the question, right? Because those movies are widely regarded as better than the originals. So my actual answer is the 2016 remake of The Magnificent Seven. Now Mm -hmm. both are great movies. I love them both. But I just prefer the updated take. Yul Brenner and Steve McQueen are fantastic in the original. And the score is iconic, of course. But the action, the set, the the acting in the remake just really, really did it for me. And as a fun little tidbit, the, the first movie, the original Magnificent Seven itself, is a remake of Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, which I do indeed think is a better film than both of the other movies.
1: My turn? Yep. What you got? My question is, what is a remake or reboot that you wish would happen?
2: Okay. So one of the things that I was, nope, you're not starting with John. One of the things that I was going to say earlier is that prestige TV makes for really good remakes, especially for books, but I don't want to talk about making a TV show. And also this, this question is probably where it's going to get the most controversial because Depending on what we say, some stories just shouldn't be remade. And honestly, my answer probably shouldn't be either, but I want it anyway. And books are fertile grounds to pull stories from for movies. So I thought about some Michael Crichton stories like Congo and Sphere, which had really poor adaptations, but I really enjoyed the books. But ultimately, I settled on a Stephen King novel or of rather course. rather his alter ego Richard Bachman and I really do love the original 80s running man with arnold schwarzenegger uh, it's a ton of fun as far as dystopian future flicks go i've i've read the book and it was great and i really like a lot of the choices that the movie made to be different from the book cuz it is quite different And so in my remake, I'd kind of like to see them combined, take the Arnold Schwarzenegger character and make him an everyman like in the book, not some big beefy Superman. And also one who chooses to join the game for, for money for his family, rather than it being a type of criminal execution. But like the movie, keep it in one large location rather than all over the country and keep the fun, colorful themed hunters and make it a two hour movie and don't take it too seriously. And I, I think I would really, really enjoy it. Have you all ever seen the running man? No, Mm. it, it's got that old total recall vibe to it.
0: Okay.
1: I'll put it on my list.
0: This question, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I still don't think that I have an answer. Mostly because the the movies that I love, I don't necessarily want to see rebooted or remade. And there aren't a bunch of properties that I like. love the property, like I love the, the idea of it, and it hasn't already been rebooted or remade.
2: Does that like... No, that makes sense. I struggled with that too, finding something that hadn't already been done.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's so difficult because you don't want them to touch things. I started off by doing the original trilogy Star Wars and thinking, oh, that'd be cool if they updated it. But then, how can you not have like Mark Hamill or you know Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher like as the like you just can't.
2: Right. There are certain sacred cows that you just don't touch in Star Wars. I know it.
0: And then I thought. I went back to some of the movies that I liked, but I would like to see more of. And I, I think if they changed it, it would be different and I don't want it to be different. So I don't think, I don't know if I have an answer for this. I'm sorry. I have, if, if we were talking sequels, I'd have a bunch of answers, but because we're talking about remakes or reboots, I don't, I I don't think I can, I can give an answer. And I know that's so, so anticlimactic I know, but but
2: it's going to make uh, the main event a lot of
0: fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let, let me think a little bit more after, and I'll see if I can come up with something after Jonas.
1: <laughs> All right. So I
0: forgot it. I forgot about that.
1: I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to pick two here again because Man, I want to achiever because I want to, I want one of them to be for the main event. And the other one is just because I want to put it out there and, and it probably doesn't even count because they are rebooting it. Um, It just hasn't been rebooted yet. And that is the Aragon movie, which was terrible when it came out back in, I don't know, 15 years ago or maybe or something. Maybe it might be longer than that, but it was bad. I loved those books growing up and was so disappointed with the movie. I know Disney is that They're going to remake it into a series. And even then, I don't know if I want to even watch it because of how much I love the books. I think I just, I just re-listened to them within the last two years. And I think it's, a really difficult story, and I know there's going to be things that are I'm disappointed in that don't make the cut. But I'm, we're assuming that the reboot or remake is going to be done well, then I would say the Aragon movie, remaking those books into a, a better movie than they did the first time. But my second answer that we'll talk about later on in the, in the main event is I also wanted. So I also wanted to had a difficult time with this question because I don't want to touch those those sacred movies that people love so much and so my mind went to comedies because i think those can be de- can be rebooted well and i think it's pretty like 50/50 but they still always almost always turn out to be an enjoyable movie and i picked a movie that i haven't seen in a while but i picked the 1985 spy comedy Spies Like Us wow um, that's a I, deep, th-
2: I love that movie though Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase yeah Dude. and
1: i think i think a modern version would be a lot of fun <laughs> that'll be fun to recast <sighs>
2: I think I came That's up with one while you were
0: talking. I think I came up with one. It's a movie that they they had a sequel to it, but the first one is great. And it, I remember watching the TV show even before the, the movie. My mom was a big fan of the TV show, and I'd sneak in and watch parts of it. And it had enough action to keep me interested. And this is Highlander. Okay. I don't remember much Emily about the TV one? show, but the are you talking about the one? Or are you talking about Highlander? Have you seen the one with Jet Li? No. They use that line as well. That's oh, why really it's funny because they both use that line.
2: Yeah, but it's more that's more famous in the Highlander.
0: Well, absolutely. It's just funny. Is it, Jonah? <laughs> it is. Were you laughing? Have you, have you seen the one, Jonah's laughing? I'm in smiling this whole
1: face. time. I'm happy to talk to you guys.
0: <laughs> have you seen the one with Jet Li? Yeah.
2: No, I haven't. He like, haven't. He like grabs that bike and.
0: Flings it around and punches a dude with it. Yeah, because it gets super strong. But yes, yes, there can only be one, and it's great, and our our boys in it.
2: I actually think that is a great pick for a remake. Right? Yeah, it is a, a fan favorite, especially the first movie. The second movie was horribly awful. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's not untouchable. S- exactly. It's not a Princess Bride. Exactly. If done well, could be great.
1: Play a game with me, would you?
2: There are remakes and reboots. There are also sequels. And then there are... Twin movies. Do you, either of you know what those are?
0: A twin movie? Yeah. Parent Trap.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. It, it is. But <laughs> in film, the idea of a twin movie, do you know what that is?
0: Is it where it's the a shot-for-shot shot remake, like Psycho? No.
2: That is just oh. a shot for shot remake it's that weird phenomena where two movies come out close to each other that have incredibly similar plots or characters are are, are a lot alike or the events are a lot alike but they're produced by completely different studios and like they come out in the same year and you're like how did this happen right so i've made a list of twin movies i'm sure you're thinking of a few in your head right now and i will give you one title and then the first to buzz in will give me its twin. Alright. Okay. I'm gonna start off easy here with a bug's life. Jonah.
1: Ants. It nice.
2: is it's ants. It is just a bunch of bugs doing bug things.
1: Which one do you Deep prefer, in- James?
2: I prefer a bug's life, but I, I didn't I didn't hate ants. I thought Woody Allen did a good job. Deep impact. Somebody's hitting a button, but it didn't buzz. So, no, no buzz, no no guess.
0: Deep Impact. I vaguely remember Deep Impact. I don't
2: think like, I've ever I remember
0: seen it. it's a movie, and it, there's a, bo- a boat.
2: Well, sort of. There is a big old cave that they call the Ark. It is a movie where a meteor is about to crash into the earth. Oh. It came out the same year, 1998, as
0: Armageddon. Oh, that's good that it, I didn't know when it came out, and so I was going to say 2012.
2: Okay, I was way wrong. Yeah. So both movies came out in 98, both a bug's life and ants also came out in 98. These two movies came out in 89 canine. All right, John
0: Cujo Cujo
2: Cujo, no, it wasn't Cujo. was it Cujo? Uh, I don't know
0: what your Cujo came out I and mean, that was a Stephen King thing. So I didn't know if it was,
2: it was definitely not Cujo. Jonah, I hear you clicking buttons on here pretty loud. Were you trying to buzz in?
1: Sorry, no. Oh, okay.
2: Canine? Canine. A police officer reluctantly gets partnered up with a puppy dog, and its twin movie is Turner and Hooch with Tom Hanks. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't have guessed it. Canine had James Belushi. Okay, 1997, Volcano. Go for it,
1: Jonah. It has to be a similar disaster movie.
2: Yeah, that's kind of the idea of the segment. Twister. Okay, no, it needs to be more similar than that. The answer is Dante's Peak. They're both volcano movies. Two thousand six. The Prestige. No, nothing
1: for nobody. I'm I'm drawing a blank.
0: I know it. I feel so stupid because I feel like you're saying all these movies and we're like, oh yeah, and then we're just. There's nothing.
2: Maybe um, I should have started off with the second movie.
1: I, I'm picturing another, like another magician movie. It was, was Edward Norton in it.
2: Yes, yes, you've got the right movie.
1: Yeah, I can't think of the name. The something. So,
2: that's fine. It's yeah, magician. it is the something. It's The Illusionist. Okay. Yeah, classic magicians embroiled in mystery. 2011. No strings attached. What is it, John? Is it Friends with Benefits? It is Friends with Benefits.
0: Nice! I didn't remember No Strings Attached. I'm not going to lie. I just took a a gamble.
2: Well, that's why I chose that one first. Maybe it would lead you to the more well-known one. Where (laughs) it's, it's a couple of friends with physical but casual relationship and they end up falling for each other. 2000, Red Planet. These are both movies that are about dangerous first manned missions to Mars
0: in 2000
2: 2000 I believe the second one has George Clooney in it what do you think John
0: I just I rung it as a joke I was gonna say Pluto Nash and as a joke
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> in in my description of it I, I gave the name basically the the other movie is Mission to Mars okay you got to get this one 2010 Megamind John
0: is that The Incredibles? No. What year did The Incredibles come out?
2: I don't know.
0: Oh, uh, was it Monsters vs. Aliens? No. Oh.
2: It's... Uh, all those are the same. Well, no. Me- Megamind is a movie about a supervillain who turns out to be the hero. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah, despicable know, yeah. Me. Yeah, I wouldn't have called that a twin movie.
2: Oh, it's a totally a twin movie. Two supervillains who are the protagonists of the movie.
1: Self-proclaimed.
2: No way! It still works.
1: <laughs> yeah, but...
2: Yeah. I guess. Okay, um... 2009. Observe and Report. John? I don't know. Burn After Reading? Nope. A movie about a uh, mall cop who gets their moment to shine. Jonah! Paul Blart. Paul Mal Bart, Blart. Mall Cop. Okay. 20, 2012. And... This is based on a much older story. Mirror, mirror. John, you you buzzed in way too soon. But what is your answer? I, I
0: was gonna say 2012.
2: No, it's The Huntsman. It, it's Snow White and the Huntsman. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you. 2013. Olympus has fallen. Oh man. Do you know what that movie is about?
0: Yeah, it's about um. It's not. What do you think? It's not. It's not White House Down, is it?
2: It is White House Down. Nice. nice. Both movies. The White House is attacked by terror terrorists. Do they both have and
0: sequels, though?
2: I I don't think White House Olympus Down has does. does. Yeah, Olympus Has Fallen definitely does. I don't think White House Down does. Ed TV. What year was this? So Ed TV was in 1998. Its twin movie was in 1999.
0: I've never seen it. Don't know what it's about. So I, was, I can't take a guess either.
2: If it yeah, was more recent, maybe. I'm, I'm sorry. I got that mixed up. Ed TV was in '99. Its twin movie was in '98. But EdTV is a reality TV show about one man's life.
1: Oh, the Truman Show.
2: Yeah, it's the Truman Show. Just a, just a few more, since y'all are so good at this. Uh, 2013, The World's End. Jonah. 2012.
0: No. No. Oh, dang it! It's the one with Steve Carell, isn't it?
2: No. Uh, it's, that that it's came the, out the, a little uh, later.
0: N- no, it's like the they Seeking a Friend for the End of the World or something like that.
2: Yeah, that one came out uh, a few years after these movies, I think. Oh. And in fairness, these movies aren't exactly the same. It's just their names are way similar. And, and, and it is about the end of the world. But The World's End was the third movie in the Cornetto Trilogy with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost Mm -hmm. and it's twin movie is Seth Rogen film This Is The End gotcha okay maybe you'll get this one I hope 1995 Gordy I have no idea I don't even know what
0: Gordy is It's
2: it's, it's a movie about a pig
0: oh did you know I almost said babe
2: like I was okay. this close.
0: And I was just a wild guess. Like that's hilarious cuz I had no reason to say that. Gordy just sounds like a pet, like a like a pig name.
2: Well, as it turns out, it is a pig name, and he becomes like the president of a company or something like that. He doesn't talk. He's just a pig. This last one you will definitely not get. You know <laughs> the twin movie? But you probably don't know the movie that I'm about to say. Test me. Existence. It's a David Cronenberg film with the... Existence. 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 I don't know exactly how you pronounce it. I think they say existence in the movie. Maybe they say existence. It makes more sense if they say existence. What year was this? 1999. And it is a movie where reality is a simulation.
1: The Truman Show.
2: John... The Matrix. It is The Matrix. And so those are this into my th-
1: twin movies.
2: Do what? This turned into what?
0: Th- this turned into just describe the movie and we try to guess. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh, I... We were so bad at that.
2: There were a few <laughs> movies that, that I didn't think you would know. Like I didn't think you would know Existence. I didn't really think you would know Canine. But I was hoping that Canine made enough sense you could go to Turner and Hooch. I didn't know if you would know Mission to Mars or Observe and Report and movies like that, but there were so many movies that you surprised me by
1: not knowing. I don't that, know if I've seen I don't know. Yeah. Five percent of those movies. <laughs>
0: I feel like I've seen most of them, but I like they're not memorable ones. So who won? James didn't win. The audience doesn't win.
2: <laughs> and we certainly
0: didn't win. Nobody won. Alright, so what's our main event, John? We decided to do another recast. We've done recasts before, but this time we do have a little bit of a twist on it. What's that twist, James?
2: So Jonah's question earlier, what movie or movie series would we like to see remade or rebooted? It it was such a good question that, that we wanted to bring it over into the main event. So we are each taking our answer to that question and recasting five characters from that movie. Jonah, since it was your question, do you want to go first?
1: Sure. I'll go first. So it's been so long since I've seen this movie. I could really only think of three of the main characters. And so I chose to recast those. The first two were easy. The two main characters, Emmett and Austin, these bumbling government officials who are sent on a mission for the CIA only to realize that they are being used as decoys to try to prevent a nuclear war. The original actors were Emmett was played by Chevy Chase and Austin was played by Dan Aykroyd. Chevy Chase's character was the more dumb character. He was great at trying to talk himself out of situations, but just not smart, a little bit more slapstick. And the Dan Aykroyd character was good at his job, but kind of unaware of that people were using him and things like that. So for the first one, Emmett, Chevy Chase's character, I'm gonna cast Will Forte. I think he would be hilarious and kind of this bumbling, CIA spy role. And I think he's pretty funny. He's already got the MacGruber thing going. So huh. I think he would fit right into that type of character. It. The second one is a little bit of a long shot, but this popped into my head and I couldn't get it out. So for the Austin Milbarge character, I chose to cast Mike Verbiglia. Okay. I, I thought he, he would fit into kind of a more pragmatic character that brings his partner more down to earth, trying to keep him from getting in trouble, but also is taking just kind of a more serious approach to these crazy situations that he finds himself in. And then the third person I'm going to cast is Emmett's kind of love interest in the film. I can't remember who the original actress was, but I would cast Emily Blunt because I think she's an extremely versatile actress, and she would kind of fill this this comedy love interest role pretty well.
2: Rock on! Now, are you talking about Heidi?
1: I'm talking about the doctor, Doctor Karen Boyer.
2: Oh yeah 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 okay. Okay. Well, so since this is your first episode here, your first week with us, we're going to allow you to break the rules and only do three. Okay.
1: I mean, I could cast two other characters, but I don't know who they would be. I'm just—I would just be throwing throwing actors in there. Ah, you're good, man.
2: No, that's fine. You're good. I'm gonna give you a little bit more time to figure your Highlander out there, John. And no, I'm, I'm gonna, ready. I'm gonna move I'm gonna on ready. to the running man. Yeah, do it. Uh, so Ben Richards, is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, I want to—I want it to be completely different because I want it to be similar to the book, where where he is not big, beefy, bodybuilding man. And I've been really high on Anthony Mackey lately, and I think he could take mm-hmm. the role and make it really awesome. He's athletic enough that you can believe that he could win. But after watching him in movies like The Banker, he can really bring that humanity, that pain, that grief in the character. And so he has my vote for Ben Richards. Amber Mendez, completely made-up character. Well... Not really completely made up for the movie. It's based on a character from the book, but the character is very, very different. It has a different name, but Amber Mendez, she's pretty well, a throwaway damsel in the original movie. She does get one moment to shine with a gun, but I'd really like to change that and just make her awesome. And you know, someone who could really hold her own with little issue and uh, Michelle Rodriguez killed it in Dungeons and Dragons recently. And even b- before she disappeared for a few years, she was really good in The Fast and the Furious and, and in Resident Evil. It's it's not a romantic role in the book like it is in the movie, and I'd like to to move more towards that. And so I think Michelle Rodriguez would be a, a good Amber. Damon Killian, the the villain played by Richard Dawson. So great. He was amazing. He was already a well-known game show host, right? He was, he was beloved by many. He, he was, he was the host of the family feud for years. And so whenever he became a total sadistic butthole with a potty mouth, it was kind of jarring, <laughs> at least for me. And so I would kind of like to recreate that feeling. And give another beloved host of Family Feud a try in Steve Harvey. He would make the role hilarious. And I I would really like to see what he could do with Menacing. Richard's friend, Laughlin. Completely new character. Totally different from, from anything in the book. It was played by Yafet Kodo. And he was brilliant. Smart and stoic. But I'd kind of like to add a little bit more chaos with... Richard's friend and give me Jason Manzucas. kind of make him a mix of Kodo's character and Dweezil Zappa's character, a member of the resistance. Right. But, but not, not make him forced to run himself like in the movie. Like I'm, I'm totally changing some of the plot points of the movie too, not just recasting. And then for my last one, I, I want, I wanted to, to Recast one of the hunters, and the best hunter is Fireball, who, whose gimmick was, of course, fire. He had big flamethrowers and he was awesome. Jim Brown was the original, he was menacing, but he oozed cool. And so, I would like to keep that with Michael B. Jordan. He, he's a bit younger than Jim Brown was whenever he made the movie, but I think he could kill it literally. And so that's my recast of The Running Man.
0: Nice. So I'm up last with my Afterthought movie. It actually came together pretty easily um, (laughs) and pretty quickly with the casting for this. There were some characters that make obvious sense. So for Connor McLeod. You need a character who can start off a little bit different than how they end. Before he gained his immortality or realized his immortality, he is he's a little bit of a sweeter man. He he has a wife. He is not at this time kind of hardened by his age and with battle and all that stuff. And so you need someone, an actor who can have that transition. And someone who can be the the weathered, grizzled, kind of in hiding hero, and so I went and I, I tried to keep him across the pond as well, and so this is Tom Hardy, as Connor McCloud. Very nice. I know he can do action scenes. He's he's leading man material. So there you go. Next you have his mentor, Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. This one was not well cast in Highlander, even though, and this is Sean Connery, by the way, Jonah, and he's supposed to be like an Egyptian Spanish guy and not well cast, even though it was Sean Connery. And so I tried to actually make it a little bit more realistic. And so I went with Antonio Banderas, who can play that mentor. I know we've seen him in several movies where he's the, you know, the mentor or whatever. And I know he can he can wield a sword. Did y'all ever see the oh what was it the Thirteenth Viking or something like that?
2: Yeah, Thirteenth Warrior. Yeah.
0: What Thirteenth Warrior? Oh man, yeah, awesome action sequences. Zorro, obviously. I know he can he can play off at least act up that character.
2: Strong choice.
0: Next, Heather McLeod. This was Connor's wife at the very beginning. And so once again, I wanted to keep someone across the pond, wanted someone who had a a sweet aspect to her with some serious acting credentials behind her. And so I said, and there is a little bit of an age gap, but it's okay. Cersei Ronan, Cersei.
2: Uh, You're going to have to refresh. I don't know who that Um,
0: is. So she was in, once you see her, you're going to be like, oh, that's who it is. So she was Joe in Little Women. She was Mary Stewart in Mary Queen of Scots. Okay. She was Lady Bird okay. in Lady Bird.
2: I know yeah, I so, know who you're who you're talking about.
0: Great actress, a little bit younger but I think still and even the physical characteristics are a little bit there. Honestly, that's kind of what I went by too, especially for this next pick, Brenda Wyatt, who is Connor's like future, I guess present time love interest. This person honestly just Remind like whenever I looked up Brendan Wyatt and just to be reminded what she looked like, it's what she looked like. This is Natalie Dormer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think she can pull off the the independent woman who, you know, gets entangled with Connor McCloud and then eventually with this world, and I think she can do it really well. And then lastly, this the reason I picked her was actually because of of the Kurgan, um, that I cast and i wanted someone who could play some somebody wild who was who is a little bit you know a little bit crazy right you had that look in his eye like hey you don't know what i'm gonna do i'm either gonna gonna kill you or kill you and that's pretty much the only two options it's just how you're gonna get killed right and that's christopher Hivju. okay who do you know who that is
1: no I have
0: no idea. Look him up real quick. He is Giants. Oh, what is it? Giants killer. What is his name? Giants Bane. Tormund Giants Bane from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. It's a Norwegian actor.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. I love Tormund.
0: For the, for the audience, y'all go look up who this guy is because you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I totally you... know.
2: Once you said Tormund, I, I know exactly who he is. Yeah. I see his face.
0: Yeah. And so he, I think he could do a wonderful job playing a psychotic immortal going after Connor McLeod. And it'd be really fun seeing him and Tom Hardy okay. battle it out at the end.
2: And and by the way, her name is pronounced Saoirse. Is it really? Sersha Ronan.
0: I don't think I've ever heard it. I think I've just read it.
2: Yeah, no. It makes I, sense. I would not have. Make sense. I would not have pronounced it that way based on the spelling, but it's it's.
0: Yeah, I'm not. She's Irish. I, I know that I have Irish ancestry, but that does not mean that I have any sort of Irish <laughs> reading comprehension. I'm
2: with you. No, that even that's, though my
0: son's name is Finn.
2: That's a strong recast. <laughs> a strong recast, John. I really like it. Yeah, that's all right. Let's
0: get it. Let's get it going. We gotta make Hack Mine first, but then we can work on
2: <laughs> buying the rights
0: Highlander to the, the Highlander.
1: Reboot.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Well, thanks for joining us, Jonah.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to see you guys. You too, man.
0: It's good to see you it's too. So we're so we're so glad that you you are now part of the rotation. Just so you know, it's every eight weeks. You gotta you're gonna need to get a mic. You're gonna need to get some soundproofing. You're yeah. Gonna I need to get. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that is a wrap for today's episode. We've been doing this,
1: this is, since this is our fortieth episode. Of,
0: this is our fortieth oh, wow. episode. Yeah.
1: That's awesome.
0: We're gonna have a, a birthday for it. Not the movie it, but for it whenever we hit James's age.
1: What are what are some of the things that y'all have learned forty episodes in?
2: Did we already we didn't do that yet, right? We didn't do what yet? Hit my age? Yeah. No, that'll be the next episode with Jeff. 41. Whoa. (laughs) Whatever. What did you say, Jonah?
1: (laughs) So what what have y'all learned by doing this 40 episodes in?
0: Just keep doing it. (laughs) Don't let anybody tell you what can make something better. Just do whichever you want. (laughs) If someone gives you notes, you don't have to listen. You just keep doing what you're going to do. It's true. No, I don't know. Stop saying um so much. That's what I've learned.
1: But you haven't put it into Not practice that it
0: stops me no <laughs> me either like i said i get to do what i want <laughs>
1: well yeah i appreciate you guys want to talk to me and hang out yeah i'm just honored to be uh in the third chair
2: there well, you go well, until next time and so we hope you enjoyed hearing our opinions and our insights and maybe even discovered something new to check out don't forget to follow us on our social medias and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to let us know what you think. You can also email us at fwlspod at gmail.com.
0: Join us next time as we dive into a new topic with another rotating third host.
2: Until then, keep exploring and enjoying the stuff you're passionate about. Thanks for being a friend who likes stuff. Bye. Bye.
0: Hot movie summer is still sizzling this week's. I s- still sizzle. It's a it's good alliteration. Hot movie summer is sizzling with this week's topic. Is still sit. I don't know why I can't read that very well. It's my favorite thing to listen to. I don't like to watch videos, but I like to listen to them, especially home videos. Sometimes we just don't know where we're going. It's a good pitch.
2: You're a good pitch.